This evening's reading is taken from Psalm 106. Praise the Lord. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, and his love endures forever. Who can proclaim the mighty acts of the Lord, or fully declare his praise? Blessed are they who maintain justice, who constantly do what is right. Remember me, O Lord, when you show favour to your people. Come to my aid when you save them, that I might enjoy the prosperity of your chosen ones, and that I might share in the joy of your nation, and join your inheritance in giving praise. We have sinned, even as our fathers did, and we have done wrong and acted wickedly. When our fathers were in Egypt, they gave no thought to your miracles, and they did not remember your many kindnesses, and they rebelled by the sea, the Red Sea. And yet he saved them for his name's sake, to make his mighty power known. He rebuked the Red Sea, and it dried up, and he led them through the depths as though a desert, and he saved them from the hand of the foe, from the hand of the enemy that he redeemed them from. The waters covered their adversaries, and not one of them survived. And then they believed his promises, and sang his praise. But they soon forgot what he had done, and did not wait for his counsel. In the desert they gave in to their craving, in the wasteland they put God to the test. So he gave them what they asked for, but sent a wasting disease upon them. In the camp they grew envious of Moses and of Aaron, who was consecrated to the Lord. And the earth opened up and swallowed Dathan, it buried the company of Abiram, and fire blazed amongst their followers, a flame consumed the wicked. At Horeb they made a calf and worshipped an idol cast from metal, and they exchanged their glory for an image of a bull which eats grass. And they forgot the God who had saved them, who had done great things in Egypt, miracles in the land of Ham, and awesome deeds by the Red Sea. And so he said he would destroy them, had not Moses his chosen one stood in the breach before him to keep his wrath from destroying them. And then they despised the pleasant land. They did not believe his promise. They grumbled in their tents and did not obey the Lord. And so he swore to them with uplifted hand that he would make them fall in the desert, make their descendants fall among the nations and scatter them throughout the lands. They yoked themselves to the Baal of Peor, and ate sacrifices offered to lifeless gods. And they provoked the Lord to anger by their wicked deeds, and a plague broke out among them. But Phineas stood up and intervened, and the plague was checked. And this was credited to him as righteousness for endless generations to come. By the waters of Meribah they angered the Lord, and trouble came to Moses because of them. 
for they rebelled against the Spirit of God and rash words came from Moses' lips. They did not destroy the peoples as the Lord had commanded them but they mingled with the nations and adopted their customs. They worshipped their idols which became a snare to them. They sacrificed their sons and their daughters to demons. They shed innocent blood and the blood of their sons and daughters whom they sacrificed to the idols of Canaan and the land was desecrated by their blood. They defiled themselves by what they did. By their deeds they prostituted themselves. And therefore the Lord was angry with his people and abhorred his inheritance. He handed them over to the nations and their foes ruled over them. Their enemies oppressed them and subjected them to their power. Many times he delivered them but they were bent on rebellion and they wasted away in their sin. But he took note of their distress when he heard their cry and for their sake he remembered his covenant and out of his great love he relented. He caused them to be pitied by all who held them captive. Say thus, O Lord, our God, and gather us from the nations that we may give thanks to your holy name and glory in your praise. Praise be to the Lord, the God of Israel, from everlasting to everlasting. And let all the people say, Amen. Praise the Lord. A uh, few things say, I love you like remembering a small detail something that's important to somebody a few things say I don't actually care uh, like forgetting something important and the first thing I want us to remember um, this evening is that forgetfulness leads to sin so even though the children of Israel had just witnessed the, uh, the miraculous ten plagues of Egypt and escaped 400 years of slavery, they soon forgot and rebelled against God. Take a look at uh, Psalm 106, verse 6 and 7. We have sinned even as our ancestors did. We have done wrong and acted wickedly. When our ancestors were in Egypt, they gave no thought to your miracles. They did not remember your many kindnesses and they rebelled by the sea, the Red Sea. Immediately following uh, the Red Sea miracle, they lost hope and there was no water. And repeatedly the children of Israel forgot the miracles God had just done for them and they grumbled. They wanted to turn back. They demanded new leadership. You see, their forgetfulness led to sin. Later on at Mount Sinai, the people got tired of waiting for Moses. Take a look at verse 19. At Horeb, they made a calf and worshipped an idol cast from metal. They exchanged their glorious God for an image of a bull which eats grass. They forgot the God who saved them, who had done great things in Egypt, miracles in the land of Ham and awesome deeds by the Red Sea. 
so he said he would destroy them. Had not Moses, his chosen one, stood in the breach before him to keep his wrath from destroying them. How quickly the people forgot what God had done for them. The psalmist shows just how ridiculous the Israelites are. Um, He says in the end, they end up trading God, God the glorious, saving, miracle-working, amazing, deed-doing God for a statue of a grazing bovine. How ridiculous is that? How, um, How silly is that? Forgetting God leads to sin. In their desert wandering, it doesn't take Israel long to forget what God had done for them. And it leads to their impatience and sin. Take a look at verse 13. But soon they forgot what God had done and did not wait for his plan to unfold. In the desert, they gave in to their craving. In the wilderness, they put God to the test. The Israelites are hungry, and their hunger makes them forgetful. And their forgetfulness leads to sin. What is a child's most common excuse for disobeying, for being naughty? Or at least my boys, I forgot. Don't do this. Why do you do that again? I forgot. If we cannot remember, we're going to wander too. We're not going to wander in the desert for 40 years. We're going to wander from God. The second point I want us to remember is this. Remembering leads to worship. Now, 438 uh, probably doesn't mean anything to English folk. Does that mean anything to anybody? I'd be very surprised if it does. But it means a lot to me as a South African. Um, it refers to a cricket game uh, in Johannesburg many years ago now, uh, when South Africa was playing Australia and beat Australia by scoring 438 runs. It's the highest score ever in a one-day international and it was against the world number one. For me, that's worth remembering. And we praise that team as we, as we recall their heroics and their bravery and their desire to win. In verse 1 of the psalm, we can praise God uh, for he is good. How do we know that God is good? Well, we remember. We remember all that he has done. And he's validated, proven, unfailing love. Because God acts in time and in history. We can look back and we can see God's goodness. Read verse 1 and 2 with me. Uh, Praise the Lord. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His love endures forever. Who can proclaim the mighty acts of the Lord or fully declare his praise? Note that we can worship God as we remember. We can give thanks as we remember that God is good. We can declare his praise because we remember his mighty acts which are beyond description. In verses 8 to 12, remembering God's act of saving Israel from slavery leads to the singing of his praises. Yet he saved them for his name's sake to make his mighty power known. He rebuked the Red Sea and it dried up He led them through the depths as through a desert. He saved them from the hand of the foe. From the hand of the enemy, he redeemed them. The waters covered their adversaries. Not one of them survived. Then they believed his promises and sang his praises. 
when we remember who God is and what God, is done, what God has done, it will lead us to worship. Now the gods of the nations are hardly worthy of praise. Um, Isaiah calls them useless firewood. In Isaiah 44 he says, It is used as fuel for burning. Some of it he takes and warms himself. He kindles a fire and bakes bread. But he also fashions a god and worships it. He makes an idol and bows down to it. You see, the nations worship a God who is actionless. But the Lord isn't actionless. He isn't some distant fire-kindling deity bent on his own comfort. But he's a God who takes initiative. He's a loving Father, determined to save and to restore. And that leads us uh, nicely on to the third point. And the third thing I want us to remember um, is this. Remember the time God forgot. We all forget. We all forget things. We forget meetings, homework, anniversaries, our lunch, people's names. I don't know how many times I've had to rush already to school to take Justin his rugby boots or something that he's forgotten or something that I've forgotten. But let's be very clear. God is not forgetful. God doesn't forget anything. He is all-knowing and incapable of forgetfulness. He doesn't need to tie a string around his finger or uh, stick a post-it on his uh, computer screen. He doesn't need to wear a wristband or tie a knot in his tie or write in his diary. God's not going to forget anything. But what if God chose to forget something? What if God chose to forget something evil? Something hideous. You see, the unforgetful God chooses to forget our sin, which separates us from Him. Hebrews 8:12 says this: "For I will forgive their wickedness and will remember their sins no more." How can He forget the wickedness of His people? Well, because of the ministry of Jesus, our mediator. Hebrews 10:17 says, "Their sins and lawless acts I will remember no more." God can choose to forget our sins because of Jesus' sacrifice. Our sins are dealt with, forgotten, forgiven. Every sin, the sin that breaks your heart, that crushes you. For a child of God, it's forgotten. It's forgiven. The one that holds you back, God has forgiven you. God's forgotten it. It's gone. It's blotted out from your life record as if it didn't happen. It leaves God's memory because God chooses to forget it. Forgetfulness leads to sin. Remember God. Remember what he has done for you. Our remembering leads to worship. Remember what he has done, the great acts that he has done. They are worthy of our praise. And especially remember the time that God forgot our sins, when Jesus died on the cross to take the punishment that we deserve. God chooses to forgive our sins because he wants to have a relationship with us. 
we get to remember this evening a little bit later as we take communion. We get to remind each other that we have forgiveness because of the mighty, powerful act of Jesus dying on the cross so that God could choose to forget. And our sins are therefore forgiven. We're going to leave those points up on the screen. And this evening is a time of prayer and praise. And so we're going to take uh, a few moments now to spend some time praying. And I want us to pray um, with those near us. You can make groups as, as you feel um, appropriate and as, as is comfortable. But I'd like us to pray for these things. That we pray that God would help us to not be forgetful. That we'd remember all that he has done. And to be thankful for the cross. To be thankful that he has forgotten our sins. That our sins um, have been dealt with. So break into your groups and um, I'll give you a, a few moments to pray for that. Father, we thank you so much for the cross. We thank you for all that you've done for us. We thank you that in our unfaithfulness you are always faithful to us. That you love us and that you will not let us go. That our sin is as far as from us as the east is from the west. That you have redeemed us and that we are yours. As we go into this week, help us to remember that. For your glory, for your praise, in our obedience to you. Amen.